What's up everybody? It's your girl Tiffany of Down for the Count and I just wanted to give you guys a quick recap of the Great American Bash that was put on last night by NXT. So if you didn't know that there was a TV style pay-per-view last night on USA Network, yes, NXT put on a TV style pay-per-view. It was good for me. I loved it. I thought that it was fun to watch. A lot of the matches were great. So we're going to try and make this as quick as possible. Run this down and I'm going to get out of your hair. Okay. And don't worry. All four of us girls will be back to discuss some things that have been going on very, very soon. Okay. All right. So let's get into the Great American Bash. So let's start off with the first match of the night. It was MSK versus Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. This was my favorite match of the night. I really liked it. I thought that it was hard hit hitting. It had a lot going on. It was very back and forth. You did not know who was going to win. They ended up getting the win on a roll-up, MSK did, and this kind of left the door open for Thatcher and Champa to possibly get another opportunity. But with the tag team division being built up the way that it is, with Grizzled Young Veterans being there, and Top Dollar and Adonis being there now as a tag team, and of course with you having Thatcher and Champa there, and there's another tag team that I'm missing, Legato Del Fantasma. You have a lot of wiggle room to move and shake in this particular realm. And of course, not to leave out Diamond Mind, you also have Diamond Mind there with their ability to form a tag team. So there's a lot of wiggle room here in this tag team division. Very expansive, a decent set of teams that are locked into the division. So I'm very curious as to where they're going to go from here okay but most all in all this was a good match and i really liked it so the next match of the night was cameron grimes versus la Knight. although it was a good match um cameron grimes ultimately ended up losing to la Knight. la Knight is a typical heel he cheated throughout most of this match there wasn't really anything that LA Knight did that wasn't reminiscent of an old school tip, like an old school traditional heel, a man who can wrestle, but he chooses to be smarter about his wrestling and only wrestle when necessary. And LA Knight did every underhanded trick in the book that he could do. And what he ultimately ended up doing was he ended up DDTing Cameron Grimes on that million dollar belt without the ref seeing it. And of course, Cameron Grimes was able to kick out when he got pinned after that, but it was the deliriousness of him getting hit and of course him getting hit again with LA Knight with another DDT, I believe, and that's how he was able to lose. This of course means that Cameron Grimes is not the million dollar champion, but he is going to be LA Knight's butler. It does lend to their storyline and make things even sweeter when Cameron finally does get the title off of LA Knight, if he does, but it is gonna lead to some funny moments with Cameron Grimes and LA Knight. So I'm very curious to see how this is gonna work out. So the next thing we had was the Cypher from um, Hit Row. And me personally, I wasn't a big fan of it. I'm very critical of my hip hop and my rap. And as far as I'm concerned, Top Dollar out of all of them is the best out of all of them. B-Fab was next and Swerve is at the bottom. I don't like the way Swerve raps and I don't 
really care for it. I thought Brianna's cipher was okay. It wasn't great. And I like Top Dollars is just there's a certain way that I like my rap to fall on my ears. And when it doesn't hit me right, I'm very, very critical. However, on the wrestling side, I think that is where Swerve shines the best. He's one of the best wrestlers on the roster, period. So that part of it, I can respect. I'm waiting to see what Brianna is capable of. As of right now, she's just, you know, a rapper and eye candy in the group, which to me, in this day and age, she needs to be wrestling, especially with the caliber of women that they have in this division. There's no reason or no excuse as to why she has had a match yet. Then you've got Top Dollar and Adante the Adante the Ashanti. Oh, what you got Ashanti? You got Adonis. Okay, I can't think of the boy's name for nothing. He sat there looked like a damn shaved bird. I, child. Anyway, <laughs> you got Adonis and you've got Top Dollar, a very much lopsided tag team, but it works out for them in the best. You've got. A high flyer as well as a good technical wrestler. And then you've got the brawn and the power in top dollar. So there's a lot going on with Hit Row that could work out in their favor. I do see them all holding titles at some point later on down the line. I can't wait to see exactly what they do. But I will say that that cypher was, it was okay. But a lot of people in that audience were not responsive to that cypher. And I think that... Because of the audience that NXT has, I don't think a cipher was the best right way to go. Like, y'all could have been out there and just, you know, freestyle it. Like, a freestyle would have worked because it would have lended more to a promo rather than you having a mini concert, a cipher like that. Like, it was very double XL and it was cool. It just, it didn't hit. It wasn't landed with the audience, and I didn't really care for it personally. But that doesn't mean that it didn't do its job. It did establish them as a tag team that was, I mean, as a team and as a faction that is obviously dangerous enough to be able to procure the NXT North American Championship so everyone else there should be on notice. I just think they could have, you know, added an element of having somebody else come out there, interrupt the cipher, and actually set the tone for the next challenger for Swerve's North American Championship. But that's just me. Moving on to the next match of the night, it was the Women's Championship. The Women's Tag Team Championship, The Way, went up against Io Shirai and Zoe Starks. Now, I was dead sure that Zoe Starks and Io Shirai were going to get these titles off of The Way. A lot of people are upset that The Way dropped the titles so quickly. They feel like the titles are changing hands way too fast. As of this year, those tag team titles have moved three times. Me personally, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I feel like some of these women need don't need to be holding titles because you got to have a division in there somewhere where they need to be competing for these for the main title. Raquel has held that title and she has barely defended it. I know she's defended it like she defended it against um Tony Storm. No, she defended it against Mercedes. And she defended it against um, Ember. 
Those were her two um, opponents. She hasn't really had anybody else. And for the last couple of times since she won at Stand and Deliver, she's basically been trying to be tag team champion with Dakota. There's nothing about Raquel that says championship caliber to me. Personally, I would have just had her run with the tag team titles and let somebody else be champion. I don't think Raquel needs to be champion, but that's just me and my own bias. Moving forward, I was fine with the way dropping the tag team titles to EO and Zoe Starks. Number one, I was not, I knew that we're not going to let EO Shirai leave before letting her hold that title at least for a small amount of time. I, I just knew that. They're not going to keep those tag team titles that long either. Um, I also knew that they wanted to give Zoe Stark some type of title. So I wasn't surprised when she was able to get those tag team titles. Zoe Starks has come into WWE and really shown that she deserves to be there. She's risen to the occasion. Her wrestling capability is ridiculous. She is everything that you're supposed to be when you come into WWE. Zoe is great. She's decent on the microphone. Her wrestling is beyond amazing. And it's just fun to watch her in the ring with other people. She's got a hard-hitting style that looks great. She's just what she proves she claims to be. And I loved it. What made this match really cool was the fact that Tegan Knox returned. Um, the battery that we have been seeing for a while was Tegan's return. And Nicole was the one who called it first. And she was saying, she said it was Tegan's knees charging. And once it hit 100%, she's going to show up, which is exactly what happened. If you re recall, Candace was the one who attacked Tegan and took her out. Story-wise, she's been gone because of Candace. And when she returned, she cost Candace her tag team championship. Now, when the match was over, Tegan attacked Candace. Candace got beat up by Io Shirai and Zoe Starks. They won the belts. Candace ran from Tegan and they ran out the arena and Indy Hartwell was laid out and that's when Dexter came and picked up his woman and carried her to the back. So obviously they're going to continue forward with Dexter and Indy's story. Dexter hadn't been on TV for quite some time so I was wondering how they were going to reintroduce him into the crowd and that's how they're going to do it. Indy Hartwell was carried to the back by Dexter and that was the end of that. So we're going to move on to the next piece that occurred on the Great American Bash. Joe and William Regal were in the ring and they made an announcement about Johnny Gargano and Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross and Gargano have been attacking each other back and forth for weeks and as a result William Regal has made a decision. There's going to be a match next week for the NXT Championship Johnny Gargano will compete to gain this title again against Karrion Cross. They cut promos on each other, and Karrion did a, de a decent job with his promo. He finally gave you a little bit more than what he normally does. And Karrion's biggest issue is that his girlfriend, Scarlett, is more of the attraction than he is. And a lot of times, she overshadows what Karrion can bring to the table. And I think that's why people are so hard on Karrion because he has this big grandeur in the entrance and Scarlet makes him look like he's a million bucks. But when he's by himself, there's something mediocre about Karrion that doesn't carry weight. And it is because his 
promo capability is lackluster. When Adam Cole was able to eat him alive on the microphone a few weeks back before they had that pay-per-view, it really, really exposed Karrion Cross's biggest weakness, which was his promo capability. He really needs to take the time to sit back and work on what he is capable of when it's time to speak. If Roman Reigns can fix his promos, then I 100% believe that Karrion can. Now, if I'm in my mind, they were pretty equal when it came to cutting promos on each other last night when it came to Johnny Gargano and Karrion Cross. Gargano's promo capability is a little cringy for me. Um, but he was he was okay. He did what he was supposed to, which was to antagonize Karrion Cross. And Karrion came back a little bit harder than he normally would and made it very clear that Gargano wasn't a threat to him. Gargano then came back and said that Cross couldn't lace his wife's boots. But as I said many times, real talk, Johnny can't lace his wife's boots either. But that's just me. You know, I ain't trying to shit on a man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying your wife wrestled better than you. She's always been a better wrestler than you. That's just real. But, you know, whatever. You know, he got, you know that's probably why he married her. Because, you know, she can kick your ass. But that's, that's, that's outside of my business. So, I'm going to move on. The match has been set for next week. And speculation amongst the crowd of the consensus of the fan base is that Karrion Cross is going to drop his title to Gargano. Making Gargano a three-time NXT champion. And, of course... Cross is going to be pulled to the main roster. He's pretty much been auditioning for quite some time to come to the main roster. This has been happening over the last couple of weeks. Bronson Reed is another one, as is Shotzi Blackheart, as is um, Karrion Cross, and a couple other people from NXT who have all been auditioning to be a part of the main roster. How they're going to get on the main roster, I don't know. But they've had dark matches before Raw, SmackDown, and they've had matches on main event where they're wrestling and they want to see how the crowd reacts to them on the main roster, but they also want to see how the well they do in terms of wrestling in these dark matches on the main roster or on the flagship roster, as they call it. So that's that. We're going to move on to the final bout of the night, which was Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. To be honest with you, it was a good match. It was Kyle O'Reilly and Cole. What do you expect? But Cole was able to ultimately pick up the win. And this is obviously not over between the two of them. If it was, that unsanctioned match should have been what ended it. That was the, the match that they should have ended with. They should have started with a regular match. Instead, they started with the unsanctioned match, which was a little backwards, but okay. Um, these two are going to fight again. I venture out to say that they more than likely will end up battling it out again in like a three stages of hell match or they'll have their own teams at war games again. Cole has been in every single war games match since its inception, I want to say. Because Undisputed Era is usually the antagonist in those matches. So, I, I don't know. Like, I see that either being the, the catalyst, like the end-all, be-all. 
or they're going to have some type of stipulation match where it has to be like an I quit match or loser leaves NXT type of match. You know what I'm saying? So just, you know, keep that in the back of your mind. Cole won the match and ultimately Kyle O'Reilly and Cole part three will be happening soon. So that was it. That was all of NXT's Great American Bash. We did get to see some little, you know, tidbits, some little nuggets. Tegan Knox returned. And like I said, you're going to have um, Cameron Grimes as a butler for the next couple of weeks. But one thing that we did get to see, um, they did make an announcement for, is the NXT Breakout Tournament. All right, so... The NXT Breakout Tournament is their way of showing you the new guys who are coming into the company and are going to make themselves known, right? So Cameron Grimes came from the Breakout Tournament, as did Bronson Reed and several other people. And here we have the new recruits who are going to be into the tournament. And two of these guys you've already seen. So we have Trey Baxter, who competed against Kushida in the Open Challenge a few weeks back. We also have Carmelo Hayes, who competed against Adam Cole, I believe it was last week on NXT. And he's also competed against Kushida in an Open Challenge for the Cruiserweight Championship. We also have Andre Chase, Duke Hudson, Josh Bridges, Josh Briggs, I'm sorry, Joe Gacy. Eichmann, Jiro, and Odyssey Jones. These are all the people who are going to be competing in the NXT breakout tournament. Some of these guys are huge. Okay. I, my husband was telling me somebody was six something, 450 plus pounds. Odyssey Jones is six five four oh five. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't even know how those numbers are working together or how they're even close. Like that man is massive in weight and stature like that, that, and there's another dude there that's 6'8". 6'8 and what? 242. These guys are huge. But I'm very curious as to what they're going to do in the tournament. I'm also very curious as to how this is all going to play out in the grand scheme of things. With the new people moving in like Diamond Mind and with Frankie Monet sitting in the back just chilling kind of causing a little ruckus for the Robert Stone brand. There are a lot of new things and new pieces slowly being eased into NXT and starting to become the new pillars of the show, which NXT is very good about starting to integrate new people into the company. So I'm very excited for NXT in the next couple of years and where people are going to go. Personally, if I had it my way, I would send a lot of people up to the main roster, but I would do it gradually, and I think that the way NXT is doing it is very smart. Adam Cole would be one, Gargano would be another, as would Bronson Reed since he's already been pulled. I would also send up um, Raquel, Dakota, Io Shirai. A lot of people in my mind would be going to the main roster because it just makes sense. And it also would help fill out the roster and give you guys new matchups and new things to work out. So with all that being said, you guys let me know what you think. You can always send me a voice memo on Anchor if you're listening on Anchor. Or you can always tweet us on Twitter or send us a message on Instagram. Wherever you want to get your voice heard, you most definitely can. 
I am your girl Tiffany E and I am one fourth of Down for the Count. And what you guys heard was my husband in the background because he watched the show with me. So shout out to Gerard because he was watching NXT with me. But anyways, make sure you guys check out the next episode of Down for the Count. We're going to make sure we bring back Alexis's What Had Happened Was segment for her. And we're also going to bring in some new stuff from the other ladies on the podcast until we can all make sure we get back together and post new episodes. So with all that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Down for the Count. This is the review of the Great American Bash, and we're going to also bring you guys the review of the next pay-per-view, which is Money in the Bank. We're going to post our predictions. I'm going to have each girl record their predictions for Money in the Bank. So you guys make sure you follow us on our social media at Down for the Count 19 on Twitter and at D4TC underscore podcast on Instagram. And I will see you guys next time.